When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is your 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us as always, our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. In Kettering, Ohio, just south of Dayton in Montgomery County, is the lovely Hills and Dales Metro Park. Wooded land, rolling hills, hiking trails, and a very interesting architectural feature. In the park is a stone tower, high on a wooded hill that overlooks Patterson Boulevard. It's not open to the public anymore. The inside circular stairway that once allowed visitors to climb up for a bird's-eye view has been determined to be a safety hazard. But there are stories about what people have seen inside, including ghosts, and a creepy stain on the stone staircase. There have been reports of figures dancing around a fire and the apparition of a girl looking out of the tower on stormy nights. This reputation has generated a number of more macabre names for that fortress-style turret, ranging from Frankenstein's castle to the witch's tower. As it turns out, the reputation is well-deserved, and a tragedy from more than 50 years ago may very well have left its mark on that stone stairway. Of course, it wasn't meant to be a spooky landmark when it was built. The Lookout Tower was completed in 1941, a project of the Depression-era National Youth Administration. Local boys spent a year building it, using salvaged stone. The walls were three feet thick, and 50 stone steps spiraled upward, taking visitors up 50 feet in the air where they could look 15 miles in any direction. From the start, however, the tower caught the attention of vandals. The walls were scarred with spray paint, and alcohol bottles and cans littered the grounds and gave evidence of it being used for late-night parties. Mischief-makers even tore shingles from the turret's roof and threw them at cars passing on Patterson Boulevard below. Barely a decade after it was built, the park gave up, boarded the door, 
and even covered it with a steel gate. The roof was gone, but the vandals kept finding a way in. It was in 1967 when a girl who found her way into the tower did not come out alive. Her name was Peggy Harmison, a 16-year-old from Bellbrook, a city in Greene County. Peggy was one of five children born to Mr. and Mrs. Roy Harmison. She was just days away from finishing her sophomore year at Bellbrook High School. She was a very active Girl Scout, too. I found her in a Xenia Daily Gazette article in 1966 about how Bellbrook Troop 171 was working on a community project. And later that same year, she was in the news again for achieving first class, the highest award in scouting. It was six months after that celebration, on May the 17th, 1967, that Peggy found herself at Hills and Dells Park with 17-year-old Ronnie Stevens, her boyfriend and a fellow classmate from Bellbrook High. The pair had been driving about when they saw the interesting observation tower and thought they'd take a look. It was just around 7 p.m., and sunset was still nearly two hours away. But the sky suddenly became dark, and the couple was surprised by a thunderstorm that rolled in. They decided to take shelter in the tower. They managed to get through the iron gate that blocked the entrance, a gate that had never been successful keeping people out. They walked up the stone stairwell, then turned and were headed on the way back down when a lightning bolt ripped into the roofless tower. Peggy died on the 11th stone step. Half her body was covered in severe burns. The corner would determine the lightning probably traveled down the walls of the tower and made contact with Peggy as she touched the wall on the way down the staircase in her wet clothes. Peggy was in the front and would have taken the brunt of the strike, he said. Ronnie survived though he was badly burned on his face and chest. He lay writhing in pain at the foot of the stairs, just outside the structure, for an hour before he was discovered. Laurel Pearson, who lived nearby, was taking a walk after the storm when he heard moaning. He spotted Ronnie and ran to him, but Ronnie was incoherent. Pearson was convinced the boy was having a fit, so he hopped into his car and raced to the nearest phone to call for help. Police and an ambulance arrived just after 8 p.m. Ronnie thrashed and fought efforts to get him into an ambulance. Police had to restrain him with handcuffs until they could get him to Kettering Memorial Hospital for treatment. At first, Police thought the couple had been severely beaten, but pretty quickly they figured out the cuts and abrasions that accompanied the burns came from them falling down several of the stone stairs after being struck. The park superintendent was frustrated that he couldn't keep people out of the tower. He told a reporter if he were able to permanently seal the door, he was confident kids would find a way to remove stones to get inside. The city of Dayton, which owned the park, 
briefly considered whether to tear the tower down. But they didn't. It was after Peggy's death that the tower was plagued with stories of hauntings. Over the past half-century, visitors insisted they'd seen images of a burnt girl inside the tower and that stains remained on the walls no matter how much they were scrubbed. Then, in 1989, authorities found four mutilated cats, three inside the tower, one outside near the base. They told reporters they suspected the cats were part of a satanic ritual. That mystery was solved days later, when police learned the cats were actually from a biology class at Miamisburg High, where they had been dissected long ago and used to teach students for years. Their removal to the tower was part of a high school prank that just got out of hand. Still, it was another story that added to the disturbing vibe of the witch's tower. Today, the door to the tower is sealed with concrete, but it's still considered a community icon, and ghost chasers haven't stopped coming to try and communicate with Peggy. And that's it for our 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio Mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week. May all of your mysteries have happy endings. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.